Welcome to Parenting with Vanessa Colon's podcast. Today we're going to talk about empty threats and what that means and how you're not helping your child in your relationship. So one thing that I have found that a lot of times happens with a parent that maybe has a hard time telling their child no or doesn't want to be the bad person or the bad parent, which again, it's a bad, I don't believe in bad or good. It's just the choices that we make. But what I want to talk about more is that threat of like, well, when you, when so-and-so comes home, this is going to happen. You're going to be in trouble. And what that actually happens to the relationship, when you are actually, when you are telling your child, when so-and-so comes in, comes home, you're in trouble. You're actually telling the child that I'm not comfortable to have my boundaries with you. And you're actually not, you're losing your power as a parent. And the other parent is becoming the disciplinary one. And that actually isn't probably what they want. And that is helpful to the relationship either. So it's really important to think about our actions. And as a parent, how do you get your child to respect you? And how do you get yourself to follow through with what you're saying to where the child is listening to you? Now, if you're always like passing the buck to someone else or someone to deal with it, then of course, when more be, you're going to get more behaviors because the child probably knows that they can get away with more things because you're not going to be consistent. And I think it's really important to understand that children love to push boundaries and push you and like there. And I mean, this has happened to me and with many other families I work at. Well, just wait, I'm going to call Vanessa. And to me, it's like, well, oh, don't say that because I know that there's a couple kids that have actually acted out because they want to see me. You know, they're like, well, bring it, like have her come. I'm actually fun at times, you know, and they like me, but I'm consistent. I follow through. If there's a behavior, I deal with the behavior. I'm the one that it's the relationship with me. It's just like with your partner. If you argue with your partner, you're not going to bring a third party in there, right? Well, maybe a therapist, but you're not a (laughs) non-therapist. So I think it's really important to understand that as you're building your relationship and your child is not listening to you. I mean, look at our, what's going on to where you're uncomfortable to have those boundaries and think about what message you're sending and how it's in a way dividing the family as like everyone has these roles, like, oh, this person is going to be the one to discipline the child. And I'm really hoping that this person likes me. I mean, we're splitting, we're splitting the family into these roles that, you know, doesn't, it doesn't need to happen. And it's really important that the child understand that. Like, if you're going to say something, you're going to follow through. You're not going to be sitting there saying, well, if this happens and this is going to happen, um, you're, th- this person's going to take something away. You know, one of the rules at my school is what happens at school stays at school and what happens at home stays at home. It's just like when you go to work and you get in trouble, your partner's not going to yell at you from what happened at work. It doesn't make sense. So the consequences will happen at work, not at home. And I think that's really important. And if I had calls from parents, like you need to like support me and you need to be able to support my relationship with my child. So you need to take X, Y, and Z away for him being rude to me or whatever. Like I'm just being for example. And to me, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. What happens at home stays at home. What happens at school stays at school. Number one, the child needs to have a safe place, right? And the, the school is a safe place for them. And I also, then when I get that call, I'm like, okay, well, well, now I need, the parent needs some training and we need to empower the parents to be able to put those, you know, being consistent in those boundaries where they feel comfortable to actually tell their child, no, they can't do it. Or maybe take something away if that's what the plan is. And if they don't feel comfortable, then that is a, that's a rupture in the relationship that you want to go back and be like, okay, well, how do we get back? Because the minute you say when so-and-so comes home, 
then you're going to get in trouble. What you're telling them is that I don't have the power to actually discipline you. It's not going to happen. And um, I'm not comfortable with it. And then there's, there's, then you lose the power. The parent is starting to not have the power. And it's not like in the power in there, it's just in a way that to get the child to listen. But again, like being consistent and having those boundaries is, is a big deal for, especially kids need that. Kids need to know if I'm going to say something that's going to happen. You know, I, I, I think too much it happens where uh, a, a, a fight happens with a parent, you know, let's say a mom and the child. And then all of a sudden, like the other partner intervenes and it's like, we're not going to do that. Well, you know what you just did? You did not empower the parent, the other parent to actually work on it. I mean, this is a great opportunity to learn how to set those boundaries and to be consistent and to actually, you know, parent versus someone else coming in and taking it over. And like even today, I know that I have a tendency that I have a very strong personality, and especially if I'm at school, and I have to actually be conscious of backing off. So if there's a behavior happening at school, I want to empower my teachers to handle it and not have them look at me. I mean, the other day something came up and I know that they were trying. And so I have to look down because even me looking at the child when they're having that moment, they will stop. I mean, that I have that relationship where I'm consistent enough and it's not out of fear. They just, I'm going to follow through. So if you're not going to follow through and you're going to do these empty threats, then the child's like, well, I don't really care. You're not going to do anything anyways. So what's the point? And so the point is, let's take back that power and be consistent and help your child understand that you are going to follow through and you are going to, they are going to listen to you. And these are the things that as a parent, you know, that's what you signed up for. I mean, kids are there to like to bother you and to like push your buttons and to make you frustrated because, you know, that's the growth. You know, relationships are about growing. It's not about being alone. It's about, you know, actually what the other partner brings to you to actually what triggers you. And I even hate the word trigger, which I'll do another one on that one. But what comes up for you where you're actually growing as a person? You know, when you're all alone all the time, like it doesn't, you're just, you know, you think you might be growing, but it's the things around you that do. It's just like the monk that goes up on the hill and meditates. I mean, I think you're going to get more from actually being in the world and dealing with conflict and dealing with how you deal with things and knowing where you are. So as a parent, looking at how can I empower you or how can I give you the tools you need that you can, you know, parent your child in a way that you feel confident, that you feel secure in there and that your child does. And at the end, your child will start to listen to you. But when you start bringing in other people into this relationship, it's a lot harder and they won't listen to you and there won't be that respect. And it just, it's a cycle continues. So again, like for me, what happens at school stays at school. What happens at home stays at home. And if I am seeing a behavior happening at my school with a teacher, I'm not going to intervene unless I'm like needed to, um, and which does happen, but I'm not going to cut it out. And I'm also not going to say, well, wait until so-and-so comes in. And I've actually heard teachers, I want to say like a year, year and a half ago, teachers say, you know, wait till you tell Vanessa. And I'm like, please don't do that. Like, I don't want to be like the mean person in the school. I don't want to be the one that's always setting those boundaries and being the disciplinary. Like, no, we are all doing this together. And if the behavior happened with that child, it needs to be repaired with that person. And it needs to go back. And the repair is, you know, what I call a do-over. So you want to actually, you know, have the, have the child check in. And, you know, how did that make your body feel or whatnot? I don't like the word sorry. You can go to another podcast on why sorry doesn't mean anything. It's just a word. 
I'm not one. I like actions. I don't, I think kids learn how to say things and there's no meaning behind it. And I want to make sure that I am teaching like some form of empathy and that a child understanding that there are consequences to their own behavior when they do something. So again, having that repair, making sure you're doing it with the person that they're fighting with versus an argument happens, you know, they don't want to get off the iPad, whatever they throw the iPad and, and whoever was that person that they're with, it's repaired with that person versus waiting for someone else to come in and, and repair the whole situation for them. And again, that's not healthy for the actual relationship for the parent and the child that had that conflict. So it's something to think about as you're parenting your child, you know, how are you, are you threatening them? Are they empty threats? Are you following through with what you're saying? Are you, um, splitting a little bit on like having the other partner discipline your child because you're uncomfortable and what is it that makes you uncomfortable? Because that's the key thing. What is it in you that wants that, that is not helping? <laughs> it's just not helping the family dynamics a little bit. Um, and it's normal, like it happens. But I think as time goes on, the more that you, you are feeling, like the more consistent you are, the more follow through you get, the child starts to respect you more and you get your power back and the relationship starts to go. And being able to actually talk about things and, you know, well, when X, Y, and Z happens, how are we going to handle it? I always say have a family meeting beforehand. If things are always coming up and you're like, this is just driving me nuts, which happens all the time, I say call a family meeting, which is in my book, Shut Up and Parent. And it talks about each step on what you're going to do to kind of help come up with a plan. Does it make sense to do this or something else? What is it? And ask the child, like, well, when this is happening and you get super frustrated, what do you need me to do? How can I support you? And so having a plan beforehand before the behavior or whatever happens is going to help the child be more successful and it's going to help the relationship grow. So I hope this helps. And that's all I got for right now. And welcome for next week. And I and my dog was actually quiet.